You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You're listening to episode 149 of the Merged Marketing Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about scaling your business. And there is no scaling problem that's too big to solve. My guest in this episode today is Gabriella Polito. Gabriella is an experienced strategic marketing executive with more than 30 years of building successful brands. She's a serial entrepreneur, mentor, advisor, mother of four, and a passionate believer in the power of the right mindset to generate value while doing good. Gabriella talks about one specific example today where she helped a company scale from $8 billion in revenue to $21 billion in revenue. Scaling is a funny conversation because scaling is not relevant to every single business out there. I speak to a lot of business owners that are totally content with where they're at with their business and getting those consistent referrals on a regular basis. But in this episode, we're going to talk about taking your business from that point of getting referral business to the next level of scaling and those hurdles you might encounter along your journey to scale. Without further ado, let's kick it to my chat with Gabriella. Gabriella, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. Looking forward. So, Gabriella, maybe we can start by you telling us a bit about your journey into marketing. Well, I started off as a management consulting, and then I, I figured out that the brand was important to aspect of any, any change program that I was doing. So I, I came into the brand agency world. And uh, once I developed like 1,500 brands all over, I decided that it was time to figure out a different way to leverage the value of a brand in terms of scaling. So I, I created Scalto once I came to, the, to Miami because I migrated from Latin America. And I figured out the problems that they're ha- they were having is more into how to scale, how to grow companies, mid-sized companies. Uh, service-based grow in, into with the power of the brand and communication. So that's the the essence is the creative solutions of uh, the scaling problems uh, that pe- that organizations and people have um, strike me as super interesting. And I would dive into my, with my model, dive into solving for that. The word scaling, like I'd like to know your definition of scaling, because I think uh, that term is thrown around quite loosely these days in, in, in marketing groups and, and, and uh, places. So what's your definition of scaling? So it's growth beyond your costs and being sustainable at it. So that that becomes not only linear, it becomes exponential. It becomes beyond your cost of, of, of your offering, the cost of goods sold, of cost of uh, producing your 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 service so that idea and that needs to be sustainable so it's it's not a one-off it's it's continuously growing it's increments it's more than incremental it's exponential that's my my take on it and people would say do either growth or scale in my mind if you're doing it consistently if you're growing beyond your cost you're actually scaling so it's funny because not Every single business owner wants to scale. You, I'm surprised at the amount of businesses that I speak to that are like, I'm just content with the business I have and I'm getting great referrals and this and that. And they have no aspirations of, of scaling. But in most cases, every single business wants to scale, but they're incurring some challenges along that, along that path. What are some of those big challenges that businesses are facing when they 
try to scale? So the the S the first the first stage that we go to the the first step that we go to is defining where you're heading and what's your why, what's your purpose, and it might have has shifted or the conditions that helped you go to the ten level ten is not, are not going to take you to level one hundred. So understanding what your essence is is and your growth options and your growth opportunities turns into a, a big scaling mindset issue so that we need to address so the first thing that i uh, independent or entrepreneurs or small and medium-sized companies would say okay what what is your why what's your essence what's your and people would know simon sinek or do another or different other uh, constructs or, or methodologies but the idea is to go and understand why is the company and uh, why is it in business and why would a company hire you and what are the jobs to be done and that's the main, the main, the big aha moment for my clients is like, okay, this is where we're heading and this is what it needs to be done. I think that's so important because what immediately where my head goes when you say scaling, it's like, yeah, scaling, more clients, more money, more business. What comes with that is more problems as well that I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people anticipate. So um, I want to circle back to what you said there a second ago, Gabriella, about the why. And is there any, um, are there any ways somebody can reach that why or any tips or tricks that you have? You have to start. You have to start in, in a way. It's not going to, it's not a common, it's, like, it's not going to be a first off. You're going to have to write and understand why, why of the why and who are you serving? Who is your client? And uh, what keeps them up at night? And uh, what are you solving for? What is the big, expensive, urgent problem that you're solving for? And that becomes not probably not most likely. People confuse it with the what you're pro uh, producing or how are you delivering your service to, into your real essence. Yeah, yeah Apple has, uh, I don't know, think different in, in a way. But let's go to more actual or more people like us trying to figure out the way, what what is why are you in business? And for me, it's like, there's no problem that can't be solved creatively. Not the biggest, not the smallest, that it can't be solved creatively. For me, that's striving to find solutions. That's my why. And um, it, it is it is complex, but it's at, at the same, if you go like three levels, four levels down, why are you doing this? And then why are you solving for this? You understand that your first instinct is to go for the you produce, I don't know, insurance. No, what are you doing with that insurance? What are you going forward? And what are you you're giving, I mean, peace of mind to your to your client or you're giving sustainable, something that of that sort that really touches. And just remember, in, in, in my mind, that the, the first purchase might be rational, but the second purchase and the third purchase is going to be more emotional because it's the way you make them feel. I think that's an excellent point is, is, and we try to deploy it all the time. It's like, you know, your, your next sale sh in more cases than not should be coming from your existing customer base, right? If you're right. doing a good job and a, and a good service, um, that next sale should come very easily, especially for a sales team or, or something like that. Is there an easy way to get from the place where a brand is today to scaling? Are there shortcuts or is it a matter of just having the patience, deploying patience? To getting that to that point of scale 
Well, the trick of trade is to be, cons be consistent. So if you know where you're heading from the first um, level that you're, the first stage that you need to know where you're heading, because if not any direction is going to take you anywhere. Um, so have a clarity as to where you're heading and then understand what your narrative is. What's your story? What's your personality? How are you coming across? And, uh, and that audit in that place, be true, be true to yourself and understand if you're connecting or not, you're not connecting. Is there a simple way? Just ask, ask your, your client, ask your potential consumer, ask your potential, um, talent that you, if you're trying to recruit, ask if they know where and the mission of where, where you're heading, what's your ambition, what's your purpose in life and in, in your company. And that would has to be clear and. In that sense, the, the the my suggestion is just ask, go ask. I know Steve Jobs says the customer, the client didn't know what they want, but at the very end, if you ask, yeah, there's something deep dive, deep down that you can understand. I don't think business owners survey their clientele enough to understand what they really want and what they really need. I think that's a really good takeaway. More times than not, I think it's almost like too late. Well, that client didn't come back or that client canceled or why am I getting any more repeat customers? It's, you know, it's at that point where business owners are asking the questions where by that point it's too late. So in terms of, of we're talking about scaling and obviously a, a big impact on a company's ability to scale is the surrounding people, the team that is around them. Um, is that, do you find that is a hurdle to get over? Is it challenging for a business owner to get the team on board with the vision in terms of scaling? Well, people are confused when we, we, as entrepreneurs, we go and define and, and describe what the essence and what the values and, and everything, and we put it in a document and we expect everybody to understand it. Um, so the, the, once you have it, once you develop it, you have to communicate it and you have to continue um, drilling down. So not only modeling, but understanding and delivering that message to them um, it, in a more consistent way, in a, in a way that, that gets the message across consistently. Uh, is there, do you have any uh, tips or suggestions on how to incentivize a team to get to that point of scale? Make them part of the solution. Make them part of uh, of insights. I know, I know the suggestion box is a very very old construct, but at the very end, when they feel accountable and they're accountable of, or they they're part of the solution and they're accountable for that solution in place, those teams are are most likely to be part of the success of a of a company. So as as a company scales and get to that point of scale, what are if we were to look in the crystal ball? And I'm, you talk to a lot of brands and a lot of companies. What are some of those consistent issues that a lot of companies face? You know, if I could see like, okay, I want to scale, but what are these hurdles I'm going to need to overcome to get to where I want to be? Um, for for my, in my sense, it's like the status quo bias that they want to go straight. They have like this narrow vision, tunnel vision approaches to this is where we're heading, not looking like three steps ahead. Um, that is, and if it's why, if not, if it's not broken, why am I going to fix it? That type of approach, it comes to a point where the innovators in place that bring, okay, that questioning that how might things be different. Um, it makes, uh, innovation come in place. And for me, the companies that innovate are the, or 
in my case, the heavily branded firms have more success than the non-branded firms. So in essence, people that are looking forward how to connect and the innovative ways to connect, it's even gets them farther and faster in terms of the scaling process. What would be an innovative way to connect for a company? Would that be like using internal communication, like Slack, uh, Zoom meetings and things like that? Whatever it takes to, to, to connect. For instance, um, here in Miami, like this bank connects with the, uh, with the community, with a cafecito, which is the, the, the little coffee that brings them in or the, what the Capital Bank is doing in terms of having the innovating ways that you can create a wow experience to your clients. So that customer journey at each of those touch points needs to be taken care of and, and figure out the best way to connect. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Slack is not the best communication channel. Maybe it's WhatsApp. Maybe it's uh, I don't know, Discord as opposed to Twitter. I, I have no idea depending on what you're using, but the, that go find, don't go overboard and having, okay, now I need to have TikTok. Why are you need to have TikTok? So you, your your customer is not reaching out through TikTok. They're going to LinkedIn. Why would you do this? And say, no, it's because the highest and the fastest growing media and, and channel, whatnot. So is it really connecting? And really, and, and maybe maybe try it out and figure out if it really connects. But don't figure out the way how to get that conversation going with your consumer, with your client better in terms of if we were talking about service-based companies, for instance, if you're having a bank, if you're having a, I don't know, fintech uh, type of it's payment solutions, what are you giving them so that they give the money to you? Um, if, and, and in that sense, that confidence and that trust that needs to go through. Such a good point. And, and I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and, and business owners and decision makers are, are fixated on the shiny thing passing by, uh, whether it be TikTok or whether it be Discord or whatever it is, but it's not where their consumer or customer is hanging out. And I think that's where they, they might miss the mark. It's, it's, you know, it's losing track of where their customers are actually are and, and fixated on that next thing or that next big thing. You see it happen all the time. Real quick, guys. Are you an entrepreneur, a small business owner, a marketing director that's wearing way too many hats? You find yourself doing too many different types of jobs within the business and allocating your attention everywhere. There's a good chance if you're doing this, you're a jack of all trades, master of none. This is exactly why Merged Media exists. We're your one-stop digital shop, your outsourced CMO. We take care of all of those digital marketing tasks all under one roof, including Google ads, search engine optimization, social media marketing, and website optimization. We're all collaborating together under one roof at Merged Media. And if you think there might be a good fit for us to work with you, I want you to go on over to merged.ca and book your discovery call today. That's M-E-R-G-E-D dot C-A. I wanted to, to touch base with you on some of your case studies because you've got a great resume of brands that you've helped out in the past. Uh, Endeavor, mm -hmm. Insignio, uh, Life Invest, uh, Miso. Maybe can you give some examples on how a company has leveraged your services and your expertise to get to that next level? So, for instance, Insignio, we... Um... This is a story way back then that uh, they. This is a company, wealth management firm or financial services firm in in Florida, and in Latin America, they 
they came from a restructuring or from a separation of, of, of key partners and they had to create a name and they had to create this name, they had to create this brand. And Jay, we, we know that for, 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 for your listeners, a brand is much more than a logo. So we had to create a brand. Um, and, and in that sense, we understood what, who are we connecting? We're connecting with financial advisors. We're connecting with the brokers. Who was our client and what is their pain points? What, what was happening to them? And when we created Insignia, it was more in terms of how might we transform the wealth management industry, creating this amazing platform. And so that came about and the brand encompassed the, the whole strategy, what they were doing, and it, sh- it was a showcase and actually helped them out when we started off for like 8 billion AUM and asset management, uh, under management. And then they came at this point, they're like 21. So they, from 8 billion to 21 billion, that's a big scaling uh, to do. Um, they did a great job at, at it, but that, the, the true of the story is that we have to connect the inside the talent, the people inside the company, understand where they're coming from to where they were coming from and then where they're going to. So that bridge, we bridged that and it was successful. That's one case. Other case could be a um, the bank. The bank had an immediate, this is a, a, a Venezuelan bank was in, 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 in Miami and uh, they had to divest, they had to free themselves from the, from the Latin heritage. And what they did, they actually went and said, okay, where I'm not a, they had to define what their essence was. There's not a, they're not an immigrants bank or an international bank they want to become. So we decided, okay, their growth option was more into being a community bank. So that community bank that was highlighting the cafecito, how, how do you, that community bank becomes part of the ecosystem. And it's not only for certain part of Hispanics or certain part of, of immigrants. And it, it's growing at a super fast pace. It actually leveraged on the assets that they had before, on the, on the branding assets that they had before, and incorporated a, a new faster-paced uh, growth approach. So what we do is understand where they're, where they're at, understanding what their current situation is in terms of what are the issues. The SEC is trying to figure out this, or, or we're trying to the consumer's changing or there's potential com- uh, competitor coming in. So understand what the what the map is, the game, the, 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 the setting. And once that competitive space is mapped in the trend space, we understand what the, the, the growth options. And that's where we figure out those two. So when we're talking about growth op- options, okay, and you just cited two great examples of it. I mean, moving a business from 8 billion to 21 billion is significant. When you squint your eyes and look at that example, are there some needle movers or some key drivers in what you put in place in that business to make those incremental moves? Yeah, the number one thing is that the, the president, the CEO, leadership is committed to this change. And they're the biggest uh, adv- uh, I don't know, the advocates of the change, they're, they're champions of change. So when we do a big change of that, we, we don't want to have a a changing symbol. We actually want to do a symbol of change and a symbol of, of things are really moving and things, and they're encompassing, they're modeling what's, what's happening in the organization, which is great. The other thing is consistency. So once you have a strategy in place, drill it down, drill it down consistently. Because people forget, people don't read, 
people um, most of the time just forget that, oh, this is one new thing happening. It's going to go over very fast. No, no, it's, it's, this is here to stay and it react to, to further um, feed it. And actually it generates feedback and maybe we use a color or maybe we use a tagline that doesn't work and they, how do you, or maybe we have a different product that arise from, from the opportunity. So it's, it's, it's a growing thing. And the positioning, once you have that positioning statement, that that idea in your mind of what you have, want your consumer to have in, your, in his mind or her mind, um, that idea is becoming, it, it's really at play the amount of drilling down, the amount of consistency and, and, and listen. Empowering leadership, I think, is so important in those situations rather than, you know, this external agency coming in and making all these changes and improving the business. It's like, no, 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 this isn't us. You guys are just behind the scenes. And it's the CEO that's being empowered to make those decisions and keep the consistency. Like in our business, there's so many times we say, hey, we're going to do this thing. We're going to have every Wednesday at 11 o'clock, we're going to have a Zoom meeting. And then suddenly you miss a meeting here, you miss a meeting there, and it's no longer consistent. And what happens in that situation is your employees lose faith and trust in you, right? So it's that's what's so important to empower the leadership and remain consistent. I think those are some key takeaways from what you just said there, Gabriella. Yes, yes. And uh, be be mindful of, of you, ideas and opportunities arise. So once you're part of the leadership, uh, or you give, or you, you you can make people accountable, because maybe you're not, you can't be everywhere, but you have people accountable. And once you have that empowerment of of, of the people that they know, even the the very last person that's doing the little design, or or that's doing the development of your website or whatever they're doing, you're empowering them to make a change, and they know why they're in business. That's awesome. Um, we've uh, touched on a lot of different points here with regards to scaling today, Gabriella. If our audience has any questions for you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? So the best way is at my website. Uh, we have a, a, a link so that you can schedule a, uh, a like uh, a brief intro session, understand where you are in scaling position. And we can do that assessment also. So it's scalto.com, which is scalto.com. And my email directly is Gabriella with one L P is at scalto.com, S C A L T O.com. And for those listening, um, just check out the show notes for this episode at merged.ca slash podcast slash one four nine. Now, Gabriella, we end every episode with the same question. That question is this if you can choose one person, dead or alive, to represent your brand, who would it be and why? One person to represent my. One person me, to represent Scalzo. For me, it would be one of my children. Oh, interesting. Why? Yes. Why would you choose one of your children? Because I have four, so I don't uh -huh. don't ask me which one. But uh, <laughs> that was I, my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they're gonna listen to this and they're gonna be now. Why? Because I want people that are below me or that people that follow me better than I am. So if I made a difference into the person that I touched, the person that I had an influence, um, if, if that person, I would expect that person to be better than I am. So they're going to be much better than I am in, in my endeavor. And you are empowering the next generation in the process as well. That's it.
That's, That's it. it. Awesome. Gabriella, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I truly appreciate it and would love it if you went over to your podcast platform and gave us a subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, if you think the Merged Marketing Podcast is a good fit for somebody else, like your business partner or your spouse, just go on over and give this episode a share. I'd love it if you would share the wealth of knowledge and value that I'm bringing to you and share it to other people. That would be amazing. Again, thank you so much for listening. Don't set up for good. Be great. We'll see you soon.